Hello and welcome to this episode of Film in the Alps. Today we will talk with two experts of the program Racconti, script lab by the Film Fund and Commission in South Tyrol, Italy. In this competitive program, three teams consisting of producer and author get to develop their film project to then be ready for the international film market. Esther Agnelosci will be the script tutor of this year. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and Elion Ratovsky <laughs> is the production tutor. And I'm really thrilled to be picking their minds today. Hi, Esther. And hi, Elion. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. Oh, thank you for your time. Um, before we dive into our chats, I have a couple of announcements. Zelig, the School for Documentary, Television and New Media, is accepting applications for the three-year professional training program in documentary filmmaking. The call closes on May 28th. And for information, go to zeligfilm.it. And as always, you will find all the links regarding this episode in the show notes at www.filmindialps.com slash podcasts. All right. So, Esther, you are the script tutor for Racconti 11, and you have been a tutor for the last two cycles of Racconti. You are a writer, a screenwriter, a story editor, and of course, a TV drama writing tutor. Esther, again, welcome to the show and thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And yes, that's correct. <laughs> so um, Esther, as a first question and to get to know you a little better, I'd, I'd like to ask you this question. Your works range through all types of genres. You have worked with comedy, with sci-fi, with teen drama. And I imagine that, you know, changing genre comes with its own set of challenges as a writer and a script developer. But um, what interests me is the commonality between all these genres. So what is the similarity between all these works and how do, do you approach each new writing challenge? Well, uh, this is a very good question, I feel, because, you know, like genre, it's more like, a, like an orientation for, for the audience regarding the emotional effect of a story, what that story is meant to, to do on them emotionally. You know, it's like a, a help for orientating. You know, if it's a horror, you can expect to be scared. Mm -hmm. If it's a romance, you can ex expect to be like, I don't know, touched by the heart. Or if it's a comedy, you can expect to, to laugh a lot. So it's like it's more something which, which regards the emotional effect of your story. But deep down, like deep, deep all of these genres and, and deep, it's the story. And the story, it does have commonalities because, because uh, we human beings, we are like storytelling and story consuming animals, right? So it means that our, our brains are actually like wired to enjoy stories and our brains are wired to enjoy them in a very specific way. Mm -hmm. And this makes it like super common or super close to each other, no matter how the packaging is. Does it make sense? <laughs> completely, completely. So the, the next question that follows this then, do you think there is a writing formula, as they say, or are there any writing formulas or what is the secret to a gripping script in your view? I don't think there is a formula what you can apply to every story, but I do feel or I do believe that there are rules or like 
commonalities or or how to call them. But if you know them, you can use them or you can work against them. Mm-hmm. And if you work against these these rules, it can uh, result in in very original stories. And that is exactly, I think, the goal of everybody. Everybody wants to create something completely original. But I do feel that you need to know, like, all the rules and and the whys behind why story work the way they work, so so you can break them. Ah, very interesting. I'm I'm. Uh, I look forward to ask you some other questions regarding the script uh, a bit later. But now I'll go back to Alien. Um, you have started to produce in 1998 and um, your own curriculum as i've found it uh, online cites 27 films or series produced but imdb gives you the credit to 47 works from documentaries to series to tv and there's hardly anything you haven't produced yet as a producer how involved are you in choosing the content or the material you produce and what guides you in your choices uh, let's say how how can you sniff out the quote unquote good material well first of all i need to go and check this imdb site again i haven't seen it for many years <laughs> uh, 47 sounds too much but then i started the 94 so okay facts changes will do anything uh, but regarding what you question i mean first of all It, the answer, I think, is uh, as simple as it can be. I only choose what interests me, uh-huh. uh, what I like, what I would have liked to see on television or in cinema as a viewer. So for me as a producer, it is always totally personal approach. Meaning during my life, I've never thought of taking something only because it might bring audience or it might win prizes or it might make money. It was always something that touched me or interested me as a whole, whether it was a TV series, a documentary or a film. Having said that, it's, it's basically from these early stages where I am involved in the content. Uh, back in the days where IMDb quotes me as when I started working, this term of what we call now creative producer, I think did not exist yet, which is a producer that his role is not only to bring money, but to be involved in the content is something that I deeply and dearly uh, uh, considered my role as a producer above or on top the other common things let's call them that producer needs to do did i answer everything or did I miss yes something? you answered actually also my next question which would have been what the role of a producer is for you but uh, oh. <laughs> so but that's perfect that's that's awesome and um i think uh, listening uh, for the, to both of you for um For these uh, short uh, moments, I understand why they selected you two to be tutors in this year's and and also in the last year's um, racconti, racconti, which means stories and which um, which is a program that tries to develop a script not only from the um, script point of view but also as a producible work of art. Yes. Yes, is exactly the thing. Yeah. 
And also to our listeners or who's listening right now, please go and listen to the episode of um, Film in the Alps about the selection process uh, and the more formal structure of Racconti 11. You can find that on our website, filmindialps.com slash podcast, where these things will be uh, discussed in depth. So... Okay, so let's say now I am selected. I have been selected with my work. And what is the process now? How, what will happen in this year where uh, Racconti will follow me and my, my, my project? Okay, so uh, once, once the project is selected to be one of the three projects that are part of the Racconti, let's say, 11 for now, uh, the, the main thing that you are looking to now is, uh, is the, the next thing that will come will be three workshops. Let's say uh, in a non-COVID year, it will be three workshops live in Bolzano, where the team, all three projects teams, probably writer, director, and producer, will arrive to Bolzano for Esther correctly for it's four days, four days well, five, uh, session, I think it's four or five. Total. Yeah, where basically we we start working in group sessions and one on one with each of the project. Mainly, I would say the first workshop takes place in, in October, uh, is more of script-oriented, uh, while as the next workshop that would usually be around January, a little bit more focused on, on uh, production, but of course never neglecting the content and the story and the script. And towards the end of March, there will be a third workshop, a final workshop, where if everything goes well, it, it will end up by pitching the pitching of these three projects in the in-country event. In between, there, of course, there are a lot of things, writing, rewriting, adjusting according to the workshops, meeting several and different experts tailor-made specifically to the projects that you have submitted with, in some cases, it would be a sales agent. In other cases, it would be a casting director. In other cases, it would be a first AD. As we go along and we follow these projects or work with them, we find out what are the necessities. Of course, with, with the writer, director, and producer, we understand with them what are their needs and try to give them all the support available uh, during this time, let's say from October to April in general. So in the end, what happens is I have, a, let's say I'm an author, I have this um, script that I, and this idea where I have, I did do some work beforehand, I have found a producer, and then me and my producer, we get coached to make it as perfect as possible to be produced. So Esther, as a script developer, let's say, and also as a um, an artist, let's say, as an author, how hard is the process to adapt a script to a real production process? Well, I think it's not hard at all from one aspect, but very hard from the other. <laughs> because, you know, it's it's just like telling any other stories, but, but, but you really do have to understand what it means to tell a story for the screen. 
so to tell a story visually, to use all the tools and tricks what what this this very specific format offers you. So it's it's a like a process like that. What we do in Braconti, where the production tutoring and the the writing tutoring and all the other uh, experts who become involved, I think it helps a lot because it it does uh, uh, motivate and force uh, the authors to think visually to think about their story as a movie, right? So it's, I think it's, it's a very, very nice uh, way of developing uh, a movie project. And do you think that any story can be made a movie or? I think every story can be a movie, but not every story should be. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Because sometimes... Like sometimes you can see movies which which makes you wonder, you know, like why why they specifically chose that format because you know it doesn't feel important to use the visual aspect of the movie. And sometimes you know, like some story which are like weaker as a story can be brilliant films because they use the format so like like uh, talentedly and creatively. Mm-hmm. So this brings me to another question, which how how much does Raconti talk about the importance of um, choosing the right people for your script, like for the casting part? Because I think also that, you know, movies are written, but also movies are acted. So is there a part that that talks about this um, this challenge or or do you stop at the finished script, let's say? So the thing is that you know, like 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 costing is not like a specific part of the program that we focus on a lot. But if if the project requires some some guidance or exploration with the help of an expert, Raconti will provide that for sure. Oh, but wow. what is happening, you know, from my part, from the from the story de- development part, is that that. Uh, You know, like I, I think of storytelling as a form of communication. So I look at the projects that like I look at the authors who bring in the project as somebody who has something to say to an audience. Mm-hmm. And this communication becomes successful if the audience understand the same message, what they wanted to provide through the story. So the process for me is like, you know, like starting from this message and like developing it in a really cool story and the really story story. A story should be packaged in a really amazing plot, and this plot should be told in a form of a brilliant, uh, beautiful screenplay. That's my job to, like, you know, try to, I don't know, help them through that process. And in the meantime, Elon does the same with the production aspects, and you know, all these different sides and aspects can come in as uh, like following the specific need of the project. For example, the costing was uh, was a, a very important question last year when we happened to have uh, two projects with children protagonists. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a, like you know, it's not a not a general casting problem or like an issue or a challenge. It's a, it's a very specific uh, casting challenge, and even like you know, working with with child actors, it's a very specific uh, uh, challenge. So therefore, we brought in experts who could help the creators with that question. So it's tailor made for each project. Exactly, I think that's the coolest thing in Raconte. <laughs> Wow. 
if I can just, if I may add something Please. to what Esther has have answered you at the beginning of this of this question, I think that in, in general we come from uh, Esther and I, and basically IBM come from the same school of thought regarding films. Of course, films is uh, is a visual format, and of course, uh, the language is not only verbal. But we do believe that in, in the way that we work in this uh, in this workshop is that mastering an excellent script, as Esther said, is fundamental, even if you choose afterwards to disregard it, as long as you know that you have reached it. I mean, we do put a lot, a lot of attention on script. Again, we will not go into a lecture of the history of films, but we do believe that script is the main thing uh, to be worked upon before you, you have your film. This is where we come from. This is what we believe in. Uh, it's not that you cannot tell a story without words or without script. It's just we believe that this is the right one. So we put a lot of focus also in regards of production, by the way, if I put myself in for a second. So production needs to always draw from the script and from the storytelling and be as creative from this source as the main source of, of the project up until the first shooting day, I would say. What, I'm sorry, what, what does that mean exactly? So you say production has to build on script. Um, do, you, do you go and find the finances? Well, I can, I can speak from experience. It happens that Sometimes the director or the writer, let's assume that it's the same person, find it difficult to express it in, in the, his or her thoughts, ideas in the script and somehow feel that once the film will be shot, the visuals will give these things that he or she wanted to say. Uh, and this is, a, this is a challenge. This yes. is a challenge. And the idea is to try to be able to bring all this into the script with the storytelling of a plot and characters and also understanding what it is. So it means that we don't just wait to, to, help, to, to the magic to happen. We work hard to try to verbalize this magic into 90, 100, or whatever pages of text. And from this, basically, the dialogue comes from for the producers, for, uh, I mean, between the producers and, uh, and the filmmakers, and, and afterwards, of course, in the long, long process, which we are not part of, of raising the money, funds, and things like this. Because at the end of the day, it is a workshop that helps them hopefully make their project better in terms of script, in terms of production. But at the end of the day, they go and do the film whenever they do it and the way they do it uh, on their own, actually. So if I am a producer that gets into Racconti, um, what is my journey going to be? If I'm an author, obviously we work on the script, but as a producer, what do I get out of uh, Racconti in, in and of itself? Well, I think if you're a good producer, you already know that every, every workshop that has to do with script, you gain something. And the practical thing is that they are always together. The producer and the writer-director are always together. So when they have a session with Esther, the producer is there listening to the notes given or the ideas or the suggestion or the comments given by Esther 
or the other members of the group, because there are sometimes a group session, listening to things that are only relevant in a way, and there is no only for me, uh, to the script, and you get into things. First of all, you get a different uh, opinion or hear different opinions regarding the script that you've chosen to produce, or you even initiated it. Sometimes you can be the initiator of the project as a producer. Uh, and you are totally involved in the process of reshaping or, or um, making, hopefully, a better script. So this is the first thing that you get. On the other hand, again, this goes a little bit into... Uh, I would say experience, if you are not that experienced producer, you might get also from the knowledge of understanding how the market works, what to pay attention for, and to in the budget according to the script. And if you are more experienced producer, you can get some consultation on things to be aware of in terms of production or to think that you things that you might not have thought or might have overlooked uh, at these early stages of the project. So, I mean, you know, again, going to, to IMDb, if you would tell me tomorrow that I can join Laconti with uh, my 49th project, I would do it gladly. Mm. Really. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, that's that's a very uh, glowing endorsement. So, um, yeah. so thanks for, for, the, for the tip to ask. But it's true. <laughs> For the tip to ask Esther, um, how actually the process goes of developing this script. Uh, if I am an author and I have a wonderful script, but obviously as an author, I do have some hangups or I have some uh, parts that I really love or that I struggle with. Uh, how can you guys help me make my work the best it can be? Well, um my approach is that I start with uh, with uh, trying to understand what you have to say, mm -hmm. and it's it's not only about me, you know, as a mentor or a tutor. It's about the audience, and it's also about you as an author, because many times project starts with an idea and it develops and blossoms into really creative and cool and interesting stuff. But, but, you know, there is a point in this process when you as an author has to, have to become conscious about what are you talking about. Like, what is the, this main question behind your idea, what you want to explore with you, this story? So usually, like, the process for me starts with that. And besides that, like, like making it very, very conscious, what, 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 what are we dealing with? What are we exploring? And uh, along with that, also to understand, like, what are the strengths of this idea and what are the possible weaknesses or challenges what you're going to, to, to face? That's the, that's the first thing. And, um, and to be honest, like what just Elon said, Elon said about the you know the writers and the producers working to together, it's it's so really useful that they are all the time together in the room because it means that the producer and the writer also understands these things and they will work on the same story. Because you know, I don't know what what your experiences are, but in my experience, many times happen that you know this comes in the process in a very late stage, that the producer or the writer understand that they are not seeing exactly the same thing, and it can be dangerous actually. And it's not that it's not that 
it can be a painful process when when you are not working on the same project as your very much <laughs> so like this comes very early when you come to raconting because we discuss a lot and we ask questions and we many times ask the producers to tell about the characters and the story and then the writers sometimes are surprised like wow that's how you look at it and you know it's a really cool conversation what you can start in this early stage so for me the early stage is making things conscious and then when it's there i i like to to check the the spine you know like how strong it is so it's like the structure which will hold the the story and the screenplay actually so we do a lot of work on structure and i make them i i I try to explore with them how and why they use the structure what they chose so we, we, we we solidify the structures together because if that works, like they understand what's there, what is the underlying spine, what has everything together, they are way, so it's, it's, it becomes way more easy for them to make changes. For example, like, like uh, changes which are needed by the production aspect, mm-hmm. you know, like because they understand what is really essential for their story and they can be flexible on how to dramatize it. So that's the next step. And then the final step, is to make it the best writing possible, right? So it's like putting the the fine tuning, the colors, the the art, the poetry into the writing. That's the like you know like how to like turn the story and the structure into a plot, and how to tell this plot in a very unique and enjoyable way. It it sounds it sounds fascinating, and also um, from what I hear. I mean, there is a selection process where you have to have a lot of things already. So you have to have been thinking about this project a lot. But what you're saying is, um, and what what fascinated me is, like you said, sometimes authors don't know how to put the the things they want to say into images. And on the other hand, they think that acting or the images will fill holes in the plot, as uh, as Alien said. Um, I'm very interested in this thing. What stage of the project? Um, like, are there different stages? Are there couples uh, in the sense of a producer and author which are very far along in their journey when they start? And are there people who have just a very bare bone idea? Or do you want actually to have as little as possible um, in the in the beginning? Um, people comes with in different stages. So uh, some of them already have a script version or even like, you know, a second or third draft of their script. And some of them comes only with the treatment. So it's like more early stage development. Mm-hmm. I think that really depends on the person. You know, like like people, there are people who likes to work out their stuff first before they go into developing it consciously with other people. And there are people who who, who really appreciate like this kind of help or, or, or you know, like guidance from, from early stage or beginning. It's, it's really depending on the person. We are not against either or, or, or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Esther, can, can I jump in and just ask you, I'm taking the, well, producing is going to be pushy. No, but can you, for, just for example, explain, because the first workshop we work on the treatment, and then we would like to work on a step outline in the second. And can you explain a little bit about this, even though they have scripts? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, because it's a very good point. Because what is important, that, that no, no matter what stage the project in are when they when they they come to us 
the authors, they, they have to be willing to work on it. So they have to be willing to go back to, 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 the, to the beginning if needed, right? Mm-hmm, to rethink mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff. So they have to be open to that. And, and, and I mean, so it's, it's really good to have a script because you already know or you have an idea what you want. But you have to be open to like like uh, go back and examine it and check if it really works or if it if it really is the thing what you wanted to tell. And this structure what we come up with that you know we we go back to the beginning and in the early stage we more work more on the story meaning it's only treatment level and then the second stage it's more like going forward and going for structure which means that we are going to work on step outlines and then we arrive to the to the script this is a process what you have to be willing to do even if you're already in an advanced stage so in the end um, it's very cool because i thought maybe i'm a person that wants to work with um, with other people to develop my stuff i guess but i would have had a bit of a problem applying because um i wouldn't think that this is the right stage to to get into uh, racconti but as you say there are differences in like i don't have to be super prepared but also if i'm very prepared i have to be prepared to 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 start from zero and probably in those six months i should take you know have uh, lots of time to write on uh, and work That's on the project sure. yes Yes, but I think by definition, people that apply uh, know this and are there in order to and willing to, to, to make the changes. Otherwise, they wouldn't apply. If they know everything by now, they don't need any to do. That's true. That's also very true. I think uh, just to add something. So there are like, you know, like like two, two stages where you shouldn't apply. The first one is when you don't know what you want to do yet. Mm-hmm. Because this is not a workshop which will help you to figure it out. You know, like, oh, I just want to make a movie about something. That's not enough, right? So it's like you have to know what you want to do. And the other thing is when you when you think you are finished or like almost finished, that's also a stage which is not the, like the ideal stage to do racconti. Because we cannot, like, you know, why to do a work, like a development workshop if you think you're already finished. Anything between these two, we are, we are, we are there for you. <laughs> perfect. No, this is the perfect uh, thing to say because obviously um, uh, it helps in, in, in deciding if I want to apply or not, right? Great. Esther, maybe, maybe, maybe you can talk a little bit. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the group sessions because one-on-one is clear. Okay, we sit each one of us with the project and we identify issues, problems, or ideas whether it is the script or the production or the budget. But how does it work in the group session in terms of, of, uh, of script? What do, what do they gain from not only having you or me, but also the other projects? Oh, yeah, that's a very good question. It's, it's great Thank that you. you brought it up, Elon, because I wanted to mention it, and I forgot that if you become part of a workshop like that, you don't only work with the experts or the people who are there to help you. Work, you work with each other. Mm-hmm. which means that you have a, like an international test audience around you. So it's like, you know, like it's, it's, as I said, you know, it, it really helps that you have an intention and you can test right there in the room if it's working or not. And, and, and like, like you can discuss all these issues with, with fellow filmmakers who are like 
probably coming from a very different background. And, and you know, like by the end of the day, storytelling should be universal. And it's a really, really cool uh, opportunity to test if it works universally. So that's also awesome that you have the group. Um, so I'm, I really like to use them to give feedback on, on each other's project and, you know, test how they understand it and also to identify the strengths, you know, like how they, like what they, what they really resonate to, what they feel excited about in each other's project, because it's a really good sign that it's something which is universally cool. Mm-hmm. But what happens in the production sessions, Elia? Same, same. <laughs> Actually, it's, no, really, really, it's the same. It's like gaining... The, the benefit of having more than one person uh, that have read your project because they all read each other's projects, all, all the materials to begin with. So when they already arrived to the first workshop, they've already, on top of their own project, have, have read at least I mean, the, the other two uh, with everything. And basically also in the, in, the, in the production group session, this is what we do. As opposed to my, what people might think not all producers are the same and, <laughs> so, and they have different approaches and different thoughts. So it is really interesting to see when they read each other's project and even talk about production, uh, what is the point of view of the others regarding obstacles or issues and things that they have marked to, them, uh, to themselves or wrote notes in their notebook that may, sometimes the producer didn't see it as an obstacle and then, ooh, Mm -hmm. or things like this. The beautiful thing about it sometimes, it's not, of course, open, is that also collaborations can happen. You know, uh, if someone has something and the other one says yes, but you can help it in my country, I can help you with this, we can help each other in this. So also these kinds of things can grow from these group sessions. Yes, because it's, it's an international, it's, it's a truly international call. So everybody can apply um, from, from all over. As you are international, by Indeed. the way. <laughs> so I imagine also that uh, it's a very interesting um, process as a team because um, the author and the producer can slot into their roles in the sense that oftentimes, um, I think, for, especially if you've never worked with each other or if you have worked with each other but didn't have help from outside to look at your also your interactions or your roles as producer, let's say, or, or author. That's also a, a very interesting thing that probably happens, right? So if I'm a producer and I keep, I don't know, micromanaging the author's um, skills as a writer or vice versa, if I'm an author and I don't want to hear anything the producer says, which are obviously extremes, um, I think sometimes like working together in this type of setting can um, tighten and, and streamline also the collaborations. Am I right? Totally. I would say that Every workshop, but especially one that is live in a specific place, is a benefit for both producers and writers. Because we live in a place, in a world where we know sometimes production companies have more than one project. Even the, the writer-director sometimes have more than one project. And they get the benefit of spending days together, closed in a bubble, talking only about the project, not dealing with anything else. So this, first of all, is a huge gain only by the definition of the, of, of, of the workshop. And, and yes, they get to know each other better even without us. And I can tell you just from experience that, you know, the first thing we, I do with them when I sit one-on-one -on -one is give them a minute of 
to write each in his own or her own uh, notebook what are the things that worries them in terms of this project and rarely do the writer director and the producer write the same thing uh-huh. so they come up with uh, each with his own things that worries them at this stage of course yes we are not shooting and they read it to each other and they are Ooh, are you worried about this I didn't know that you're worried about the main cast for example or are you worried about and it's amazing to see that somehow they've never even spoken about these things before um, so they get this chance to talk about a lot of things also outside of the of the sessions you know they just spend time together and coming out with a session from from a session with Esther or with me they are you know chewing on the things that were said or from a group session debating on them talking about them coming up with ideas so they constantly work even when we are not around which is beautiful to see yeah and you know what I feel that on the long run it really makes an impact on the life of the of the finished movie as well or the whole process because like you know I'm coming from a country where but even Elon said that you know creative producers it wasn't that common like back then and it's like the, the fact that when, when the producer feels involved and the, the producer feels that it's their story too and you know they they become a team in in the meaning that they are really working on the same project and they have the same goal it is a life like it's it's really has a huge, huge impact on the on the project i feel like you know the passion and uh, and how they communicate at, about it and how they they work with other person and then when it goes into like like marketing and festivals and everything it really really makes a big uh, difference yeah because on the one hand the producer is the person that gives feedback to the script right but on the other hand the producer is the person that is the ambassador of the project uh, to people which hopefully will give money to it so um, so yeah I think it's a gain for everyone involved because if I'm an author and I know that my producer knows what I want to say and is there to help me and to pave the way for my story to become better and to shine um, on the screen but also before that I think it probably forges um, collaborations of a lifetime I guess yeah absolutely totally. I think that will be also projects in which the the producers and the the, the authors they saw each other as obstacles and not, not as allies sometimes oh. because like it sometimes it feels that you know they are they are like they have different goals and that's not helpful for a project if you know I, I'm sure you know what I mean I mean we all saw that Esther is talking in general not specifically in Raconti no not in Raconti at all that's why I'm saying that something that like Raconti which is, you know, the collaboration of a writer as a, and a producer, as Elon said. It's a, it's a really cool way of, of, like, creating teams, which are really teams and allies and share the same goal and they fight for it together, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, totally, totally. absolutely. They're a baby. Yeah. So there is another pretty important part um, where the workshop culminates in, which is a pitching. So the author and producer team gets coached to present their project at Encontre, which is an event that brings together all types of uh, professionals of the film market in Europe and beyond. And how important is this preparation in the course of this um, 
the three workshops? Well, uh, you know, when we are heading towards in-country, it becomes more and more important, which means that the third workshops does get a main focus on the pitching. Uh, we invite in a pitching expert who, who, who prepares them to do their pitches. And the, I think it's it's very important because that's what makes the game real, if I can say, because they have this opportunity to talk in front of a lot of uh, uh, industry people and uh, uh since um, the projects what we like to choose are somehow connected to the South Tyrolean region, it means that that it's a it's a real opportunity for them to to find partners and and move towards the actual production of their projects. Yeah, and also all the stuff that production wise has been done could also come to fruit uh, in this session, right, uh, Elon? Totally, totally. I think that, uh, as Esther said, you know, this is really, you know, it's it's the end. It's and it's not an easy thing to pitch. We all we we know it. It's mm-hmm. uh, I mean, regardless of, of of stage fright and things like this, to be able to tell your project the stages it is, the story, even even though again when they reach in country, they might not have the final draft of the script for sure. They don't, and they might be sometimes years away from shooting. Um, they manage, I think, to, they have managed uh, so far to, to be very clear about what the film is about, the way they want to tell it, also the visual thing and the production, of course, the stages, what are the plans, what are this, and then the industry gets, I think, a well-prepared pitch is something that is extremely valuable. Of course, at the end of the day, they will also need to meet and read, but it's a good, it's a good uh, start, and and it's an important one, especially when you have a big audience. If I'm not mistaken, uh, this edition had at least 80 people in the room listening to these pitches from all over the from all all corners of the industry, not only the globe. Uh, so it's 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 an amazing benefit, I think. Wonderful, wonderful. So, um, you know what? I'm going to ask you um, to say one thing that you think people need to have before they start they start racconti. Very easy. Open mind. They need to have open mind. And open mind means everything. Open mind in terms of willing to accept changes, willing to listen to comments or uh, notes. Open mind in also sometimes adjusting even to, for yourself, what is the film about? Because, you know, it sometimes might shift a little bit from the main thing that you, or the initial thing. So you have to be open-minded to everything that goes around you. Again, it doesn't, it doesn't only mean uh, as tutors, but if you come open-minded, you gain much more. But I think it's, for, it's a thing for life, no, not only for our country. Yes, of course. Thank you, Elian. Thank you. That was such a good answer, Elon. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let me, I'm going to try to add something to it. So I think I already already mentioned that, that you need to know what you want to tell. And I think that's, that's really, really important. I think you have to have the passion to explore something through your, through your movie. And uh, this passion and the story should be more important than your ego. Mm-hmm. So it's. I think also you have to have the right attitude, which is a kind of a humility, I guess. And yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes, which is one of the most difficult things to do if you are 
an artist or an author is to let go, right? <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. I think that's it. So... Thanks again to Esther Angeloshi and Elion Rachowski. You can find any information and all the links regarding this episode at filmindiealps.com. You can come find us on Instagram at Film in the Alps. Lidia Gasparini edits this show. Alexander Demetz is our web designer. Sergio Coca designed our logo NCI. And Lisa Maria Kerschbaumer is the co-author of the project Film in the Alps. And she is in charge of the film calendar you can find on our website, filmindialps.com. I am Martina De Biasi, and I thank you for listening to the show. I thank again Elion and Esther to have given us so much time and so much, much passion. Thanks, Esther and Elion. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And until the next episode, bye. <laughs>